like how we started yep. welcome back so you think you're box five yeah like we we is box we five are. we live in a we live on the highway that is box five that makes it sound like we're homeless <laughs> well, it's like we live under the bridge <laughs> we're hitchhikers the ba- we're the vagabond life you just like road trip and leave all your belongings like yeah, i you- have this one uh friend that Picked up all his shit with his girlfriend, now fiance, and sold his apartment and sold all his shit. And now he lives in like a trailer thing, like a small house, and they just travel around. Well, ain't that the life? Van with Dan, and their pictures are amazing mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, it looks so cool. I, I would never be able to do it, but I, I give a lot of people credit. I like, could absolutely do it. You did drum car, how could you not? But like, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> just just take your tablet, take your things. You could do commissions on the road. Right, oh right. my god! And then we could do like a double van. We're not like, doing this. No, but like think we're about not, it. We are not. Doing we could this. hitch like a wagon to the back of the van, and that Girl. could be like our traveling coffee bar. So we'll have coffee for <laughs> us, and then some coffee for people on the road. Pick any highway. I'm sure we could. Oh my God, gourmet coffee to go. Oh, and that would be such a scam too, because like we wouldn't be paying no business tax because <laughs> we'd be traveling. What state do we pay business tax to? This is all through. Oh my God, Venmo, Cash App, or actual cash. Or, or you barter. can have this. You can have the way I do business is I have this little attack. Yeah, the square reader with the little swipey swipe. This is this is not the one I use because it's the prehistoric uh, auxiliary cord jack. Yeah. Thing. but yeah it's like a little square reader i bring this on when i do mural gigs because half the time people are like can i pay you by credit card i don't care where <laughs> the money comes from as long as the money is in my pocket when i'm done with the job so when um, we get the sci-tai bfi van we just the bring the, that's coffee. all you need you literally just need this um and swipe swipe anywhere you are as long as you have the app so as long as we're paying our cell phone bills <laughs> like we good yeah, we just need some like mobile our phones. The spot you have on your phone. The coffee. That way we you know we just All I need is my French press. We'll just be French pressing things at the back of our face. And like we said earlier, like if the delivery is cute, people will buy it. You're right. It's all about aesthetic people. It's like it's wish all, all the shit on there is Everything on there is BS, but it looks cute. <laughs> it looks cute on those ads. People will buy it. Yo, and like now now I'm not actually considering this, but I think about like <sighs> You know how people take all these really beautiful scenes, like your picture-perfect national park, like whatever you think about, whatever you see when you think about a national park photo, and then you see like a little coffee stand at the bottom, or like someone holding our, you know how people like hold the coffee and like put the scene in the background? Like, I could see that being like, this is our coffee, and like, you see our little logo, and it's with this like insane backdrop. Then we could just go where the weather is good. So like when it's... When it's really hot in the south, we we'll can be just travel to the northwest and blah. Yeah, literally, but with coffee mm-hmm. and art. But, yep. Well, you heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> Summer 2021. <laughs> Who needs drum corps? We're just recreating the tour experience. Exactly, but with better but, coffee. And in our life now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Well, welcome, welcome back. <laughs> you know. So happy to have you on the show this week. <laughs> you too. We haven't spoken in ages. We haven't spoken since the last phone call that was right before. Pedro and I talk every single day. 
whether it be podcast related or not. And oftentimes it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, when some, some shit happens and you just have to call and tell someone that's Pedro, like it could be like the smallest thing or it could monumental, whatever it is, Pedro's the first person I'm calling. (laughs) What was it yesterday when I made that chai tea? And I was so proud of myself because I used the French press to froth my milk. (laughs) Anyway. and So we've been quarantined now for two months. This is actually, well, okay. I want to highlight that we are recording our fifth episode of So You Think You're Box 5 on the fifth month of the year, on the 15th day. So um, praise be to the number five in all things Box 5. But yeah, how have you been? Yeah, two months. What does quarantine look like for you? So yeah, two months exactly because my birthday was exactly two months ago and that was the last day that we were allowed out um, because literally everything closed down. It's like, all right, year number 26 around the sun, let's close everything. Shut it down. I was like, all right, that's how 26 is going to just look like this. Okay, that's cool. But um, other than staying home, which I like surprisingly don't hate, um, I've been making a lot of artwork and um, just finishing up with the semester. Um, what else have I been doing? Exercising uh, somewhat. Um, but yeah, no, my art business kind of started taking off during this time. I, I found kind of odd um, just because, you know, people, people losing their jobs, people like aren't making as much money um, but it's I think it's pretty wild that in times of crises or like um, hard times dark times people turn to the and so I think too um, because photos of my my artwork that was drum corps related people were getting a little nostalgic and especially because like I, I like it was by accident that I just started making people feel more nostalgic by taking their action shots and recreating them during this time and like it just happened to fall like when <clears throat> it was really um, good timing for yeah like I didn't mean to cap like I'm I'm, my intentions were never to capitalize on the fact that like people are nostalgic and sad that drum corps is not happening this summer, but it's like, it's just how we're it kinda, all it just, it just happened, you know? And I was like, okay. I was like, great, very, very grateful and thankful for, and if anyone listening to this has bought a piece of art, even a sticker, I just, I just got stick like a hundred stickers in the mail and I sold a fourth of them in the first day, um, which I thought was insane. And they're all, to all the different people, you know, like a couple of people bought more than one, but it was like, it was just so cool and it was really um, heartwarming to feel the amount of support and love that, um, or that people have towards my artwork because that's, th- those are the messages. Like, I love this. I love that. Like, I'm not just blowing like smoke up my own ass, you know? So it's like, um, and people it's make really- art of what they know and like drum course season was happening. You were about to teach coronavirus. Like you can see yeah. it was all spread there. Yeah. So it like, I think I used like the passion that I had. I was I was so ready to go and teach Madison. Like um, <laughs> some of my friends have been messaging me about like, oh, we were supposed to move in, like or like we're moving. Like this is move-ins week, you know. Like so, this week can kind of hold some, I guess, deeper feelings and like um, deeper emotions. So it's like um, it's just really nice to get a lot of feedback and support from people um during these times like it's it's been really really cool and like has been keeping me so fucking busy that 
I was like, holy, I, I, I'm still thrilled. Like I, after this, I still have work to go do, you know, it's like, I think it's so insane that, um, I'm as busy as I am. And again, super grateful to still be making money during this time. Um, what about you, Pedro? What have you been up to? Uh, well, we were laughing about it yesterday. About, I don't know what I was talking about, but then at the very end, I was like, I always knew not working would be so good for me. <laughs> and it just, uh, I said it just like that, like ditzy and happy to just. Yeah, like it um, wasn't, like you did not plan on that, try, like words. You were not trying to like just say this funny line. That was like wholehearted and honest that that was literally just on your mind. <laughs> uh, because like I was doing things that were making me happy and there was still like that I was happy about the first three months of this year. But with that was like, I wish I could com commit more time to like these groups that I'm volunteering with. or I wish I could commit more time with like other creative projects and like, well, I still got to pay rent. So I still got to work. And then with my other free time, I'm doing that to like, you know, whatever. With quarantine and like being able to like commit more fully um, to these other projects, it's been um it's brought a lot of things like full circle about how mm -hmm. like you know you you work so hard to make things happen in your life and some like if you're lucky enough to take advantage of them like you'd be a fool not to um yeah. and that's definitely like a drum core lesson too that just you know when the moment's right there in front of you might as well take advantage of it and like commit to it fully and that's what this podcast has been and mm -hmm. what other like um I, it's been like, you know, we got the color guard community that helps us um, feel sane, especially when there's so much like influx right now. Mm -hmm. But also um, it's been good to be around like other like-minded people and work on projects, whether it's like on like certain types of outreach, like related to like climate organizing or local politics, um, just being around like like-minded people in that sense and all being in like, you know, we all have different things that we're worried about right now. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Pedro. I'm stepping in for a second to talk a little bit about the groups that I've been organizing with. So I am organizing with the Sunrise Movement in my neighborhood. They are a youth-led movement looking to fight climate change and bring about climate action. And through my work with the Sunrise Movement, I've been able to support an awesome coalition of people that have come together and uh, called the Earth Day to Tax Day Coalition. We're hosting a series of webinars. We had our first one last week. Our second educational webinar is happening this Saturday, May 23rd, 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern. And if things like climate change, uh, militarism, learning about the economy are things that interest you, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to check us out. Um, it's a lot of different speakers speaking on all of these subjects, and it's been really great so far to, to learn and grow with them. And the information for that webinar will be in the show notes, but let's get back to the show. But I've been so lucky that, you know, I'm out here by myself, my roommate's taken care of, I'm taken care of, you know, I can only worry so much about the people outside of, you know, people that I care for. And just, I have to, like, I worry about them and their health and their, well, like, especially their mental well-being. Um, but whether or not they are being socially distant or whatever, like, everybody's adults, they're all doing yeah. what feels best, even if it's not the best you know what i'm saying yeah it's thinking too that like it, just like this whole virus itself um it's out of our control you know like you can only control so much of what happens around you so it's it's almost like i i think about when people get upset about these kind of things and like yeah like obviously like for government government wise like 
you can pr- like whatever you could protest you could do all the dumb shit that people are doing during this virus and like going in groups and stuff like that's your right go ahead do your thing but like you like what how can we can control those people you know like yeah and it's so selfish and it like a lot of these like especially like the the people like people today they shut down the legislative session in michigan because of those armed protests i mean we can laugh at them all we want but it's so selfish and it's again this like thing Mm -hmm. and we have in this country where we are the center of our own world you know the virus has its own timeline with how it's spreading throughout the world and just because we feel like the number has that we flattened the curve here in this in Oregon or in this country, definitely not in New York yet, but like um, Texas reopened two weeks ago and yeah, they just had their worst day um, of coronavirus infection since this whole quarantine's happened and they opened up two weeks ago. And like, as this thing spreads throughout the country or not throughout the country, throughout the world, like we're still going to be susceptible to it again. So it's like, why rush to reopen these things? And I understand like, especially the emotional things and the financial things of like wanting to like reopen and go back to your job so you can pay rent, but like there there needs to be other safety nets for people. Sorry, I just clicked on the anchor site. Yes. (laughs) We are at 496 total plays. Yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just, (laughs) holy shit. Bro, I I apologize for interrupting, but holy fuck. Yeah, that's that's some good good. Wow. Instead of the selfishness that uh, the people around, like, that are not social distancing, let's talk about the people that we're trying to bring here. Why this show, this conversation is not only meant to be between me and Pedro. Um, This is something that is meant to be a community-wide conversation because these times are like really, really easy to disconnect and hide yourself away from any sort of togetherness, if that makes sense. Um, So it's like, even though we're more connected than ever, we're like physically farther than we ever have been from each other. So we've been talking about how we've reacted to quarantine. This is officially two months of quarantine for us. I like have our page open right now on Spotify and our first episode launched April 21st. Um, meeting Montana and Pedro. March 14, 15, 16, everything was shutting down. People were stockpiling their beans and toilet paper so they can survive however long we need to. We started talking about the podcast. We got equipment super quick. We figured out a first version of our name and then we <laughs> we switched it over to the same that I love like so you think your box five uh I I can't get over it. I think it's such a good name um and I'm me too we've gotten so much good feedback about it too but you know April 21st launched the first show we actually even did a pilot episode which was like just five minutes of us going back and forth we had no idea what we were doing and yeah it was like a five minute episode it was so bad but we were so happy with it and just like we're like we don't we're care so who proud finds of ourselves like, we were so proud of ourselves for putting something together yeah and it was like really funny but like I think it would have only been funny to us and if other people would have seen it. I, I know a couple of people have because we sent it to just a few buddies to be like, yo, we're, we're really about to do this. This is like <laughs> us playing right now, but we're about to do this. Um, and yeah, that first episode was really funny for us, but not how we wanted it to like come out. So it was good to like navigate through like 
what hosting a podcast is like, trying to get it on different streaming services. Um, and then that it's somewhere in like somewhere in our folder that yeah, we share. Yeah, it's around like, here somewhere. We could we, give a little, maybe we could throw a little snippet of it in here. Yeah, or like publish it like on another milestone. Just yeah. like, we're starting from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like April 21st and today is, yeah, May 14th or it's been pretty cool. Do we want to talk about what, or do you, do you have anything to say about like the process and how we like started before we jump into the numbers? I don't know. I've like looked up to so many people that I have as friends on Facebook, um, whether it be in a design aspect, whether it be just like their talent level. I think that the people that I look up to, I want to know more about because a lot of these people are passive run parallel, like throughout my entire color guard career with some of these people. So it's like, okay, like we've been literally riding right next to each other for years. Like let's, let's meet and sit down and talk and just like, let's chat about color guard. Cause like clearly we've been around at the same time we've competed against each other. Like there's, there's been a lot of times where our paths should have crossed, but they didn't. Let's have a conversation. And like, I know my whys and my motivations behind why I continue this and what brings me back. And let's see other people's whys. Like, why do you, like, why do you continue to drive five hours to the Pride of Cincinnati? Or why do you start a world-class color guard? You know, it's like, why, why do you do these things? Because none of these are easy things. And like, I want more people of like-mindedness in my circle. Yeah, that's the podcast. <laughs> um, and then it's just, honestly, like, Pedro, I, I pitched the idea to Pedro, and he was, like, early adopter of my idea and thought it was a good idea. And I also, like, I was ready to go in alone, but at the same time, like, really scared to to take this on by myself. And, like, it was, like, the stars crossed and, like, Pedro, like, fell, like, fell into this with me. And it has been, like, the most exciting learning experience that I've in the past couple of months I've like developed a more worldly and um I guess worldly approach and worldly view on color guard just because we talk about it every single day in in depth so my long-winded answer of yep that's the podcast I don't remember when we went from like just you talking about it to like we're doing this it just like we are like oh that's a great idea and then I had equipment at my house a week later literally <laughs> it was like a flash and I was like how the fuck like like went what <laughs> you know like and, yeah and then I I just know that like at one point I have like I have all my different journals but this is like um the journal that I have for like just random ideas um before they like turn into anything and this one I was like I took over and just dedicated for so you think your box five. Let's see what like I even have on the first page. Um, structure. <laughs> I'm always talking about structure. <laughs> Media, website, Facebook, platform. I have homework. <laughs> um, colors. I remember we talked a lot about like what we wanted the colors to be. And you picked blue. I picked that like yellow. Um, and production value. <laughs> I feel I say production value, not just in the color guard sense, but literally everywhere in my life. Like, <laughs> I use, we don't gotta get into it's that. It's so but. fun. No, I think I love that. I like that term because I. Are you just I, gonna be basic? Or are you gonna have production it, value? Yeah, and people understand. Like, it's funny because it's a term that like you would definitely hear all the time in color guard or in media or in entertainment, but like normal people understand it too. I don't know. Like, I I say that like normal people shouldn't understand it, but like it's some it's not a term that 
an average person probably uses, but it's someone, it's a term that everything, everyone understands. This is really good stuff. Like, and just, okay, so first page, media infrastructure, all production value. The next page is obligations, question mark. Who do we feel we are doing this for? Um, students, kids interested in guard, marching members. These are always question marks, so we don't even know. We're just like spitballing. Um, yeah. Mainstream audience, question mark, the whole marching arts. What is our obligation to education? Uh, and then it just says deep breath, and there's nothing else in there. <laughs> Like we already knew, like we're not over here trying to tell you how to duck that squeeze yeah, down. Yeah, like down. We're, we're not, we're not your tech me tammies over here. Um, and then, like, what are the highly achieving members doing now? The name game. Oh my God! Remember when we were just spitballing? Like we were just we said one thing and we like went down with that idea and it was hands and then we just kept going. It was grip, catch, squeeze, yep. strong, pencil grip, finger twirl, finesse, smooth flow choreography that is one of my favorite exercises to do when i want to think outside the box um and it's funny i heard like i then I, i've been doing that for years i would go in school and i would be bored instead of doodling i would just like wordplay i would wordplay like all right um red okay apple macintosh like you know like and just like start uh throwing things out like that and you'd be really surprised like where your brain takes you so it's just like a fun creative brain game that i've always played and never really thought of the use behind it and then i mentioned that and i was like i was like we could do this thing that i always do with my by myself you know yeah we did it for like a couple of words too um and that was a lot of fun and through that game we got to so you think your box five so like yeah it like it, it was funny Funny when we said it for to the first time because we both just like sat there like like that we it was like yeah, we were giddy, everything like, just like fit into place. I was like, I'm so happy you pulled this up. I have um like the notes that I took here from some of the marching color guard edu um mm -hmm. uh, podcasts and like webinars that they have out. It's funny too is once we get into like the analytics of how like the shows played out, it's like matches everything we thought it should from here too. Um, let's see if there's anything else. The whole, the first time we broke down how much we don't like the term pageantry and like just the elitism, the I take myself too seriously about flags on the field, like that's all on here. I went um, off. I remember going off the first time, like, cause I was just, I think that was the first time I've ever actually expressed it out loud that I was like, Oh, oh, still funny, funny stuff. <laughs> um, what are five words we want people to think when they think of our posts or when they see our posts? And then the first thing says we are more powerful working together. Um, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. And then just other random like a thoughts. book of genius, like you know, when they found like Leonardo da Vinci's drawings, like of his like flying machine like, and all that stuff. That's so good. This is, this. Okay. Well, like this would be, this is a good, laminated. Um, for real. I mean, and my crazy ass thoughts are in here because they're also like part of it's just journaling too. So, okay. So um, let's dive into what the podcast looks like right now. Yes. So we've so had, exciting. Um, yeah, this is <sighs> fucking crazy and 496 total plays. Um, we ran up that 500 
um, 500 number. Yeah, so we're available on eight platforms. Do you want to go through them? Yeah, so we got, I'll go in, I guess this is in alphabetical order. We have Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts. This is a big one. Apple Podcasts, and that is not in alphabetical order, by the way. Um, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. That was so exciting when that happened yesterday. Um, yeah, we've only been on for a day, so like the yes. numbers, you know, I don't know how this works, like, and how it, it, mm-hmm. how it aggregates the numbers, but um, oh, yeah. man. And then we also have Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Like, oh my God, Apple Podcasts. I like... <laughs> Rob said it, officially box five. <laughs> oh my gosh, like that like made my entire day yesterday so cool i i feel so official shout out to jen sanchez for texting yes, us and for saying pushing us y'all are really gonna make me download spotify huh it's funny too that i i really didn't realize that many people only use like apple music and apple like and don't yeah, use spotify. I'm team spotify i've been team spotify for like six years and i was like oh i love this love this uh i like i like the 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 user interface too. Like I like the dark mode that they've always had anyway, as I diverge. Um, but yeah, like I guess a lot of people just use Apple music. Like, it's okay. pre-installed in their phone. So if you just have been on team iPhone forever, then I get it. But yeah, yeah so our first episode, Meeting Montana and Pedro has 167 plays. Or the uh, Robert Jordan episode has 165. It hasn't been that way. It's been like his was the most popular, so that's hella cool. Not, yeah, I'm like... Angie 108, Rob at 52. Like Wow. That that literally yesterday only had 13 plays on Rob's. That's literally. fucking crazy. Let me see we what this We only have 13 gra- <gasps> plays. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Really quickly. This is so exciting. I don't know. I don't, I never need that kind of validation for things. I don't like, that's not what we, we got into this for to be like, Hey, look at us. Hey, um, like us, even though like we encourage that just because we want to build a community, not a following. And I think that's a big difference of like, yeah, we're the personalities here. And like, we're like the faces of this podcast, obviously, but it's like, we don't, we're not looking for the fame we're looking for just to like strengthen this community that we have and get everyone together and just do that thing you know <laughs> let's see here in the united states one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty one two four we're listened into 24 so almost half of all 50 states so we got 24 out of 50 states out here in the united states let's get international now <laughs> this this actually rocks my world like L- the fact that there's listeners in like canada you know our neighbor shout out we know that's marie michelle that's my girl that's my best friend from 2015 and we got netherlands we, we see you netherlands yeah boot <laughs> but um italy who do we if you are listening in italy honestly anyone overseas can you please send us a message because that is dope indonesia united arab emirates <laughs> i remember looking at this like i love it yeah i love I it like, i'm like this is so cool like so cool like ah! 58% female 38% male and the age range too like the majority of our listeners are between 18 to 34 we got 60 plus in there yeah we got every age group i think it's so cool like i think like i i love the fact that whatever we're reaching out to like the 23 to 27 year olds that's kind of like those are our people like that's where we fit in we're reaching 
all generations of this activity. And I think that's so cool. Like, you know, it's just like, it just shows like the, the reach that we can have just from a little, little rinky dink podcast, you know? All right. So yeah. Um, we talked about why we do this. Yeah. Like every time we talk, we talk about it, I still get the same feeling as the first day, you know, it's like, are we just so in over our heads? We, we're just naive to things. But I was like, you know, even though me and Pedro are two halves of one brain, I think like we plan this out really thoroughly. And I think um, the fact that the angles that me and Pedro come in from are so different, you know, it's like two very different viewpoints on things, but there's, there's enough overlap that the differences the are the bring, same. yeah and the the differences bring like this different flavor to each of us that i think when we come together it's like this beautiful blend of i guess viewpoints and personalities um i don't know why i started on this rant um <laughs> we both are starting off from the same spot we just have different ways of looking at it but like they don't they don't conflict they they like make each other have they to like complement really, each other and we have to like expand on what each other's are thinking so we can really get to like the point of what like our ramblings are about um but we eventually get there and then we just like package it up and try to like dig deep into it so we can bring something to the people that we're talking to when we have these conversations and i think too that we both come from such different walks of life and we've had different life experiences just in general that affect so much. So I think that we both have a lot of things to bring to the table. Um, but yeah, like every time we talk about the show, every single time I get the same feeling. I was like, is this love? You know, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it's been really, really special because it's kind of um, a similar feeling of when I think about my favorite year of color guard you know like there's times where there's a lot of fucking work to do and like maybe we're a little stressed for time you know it's like there's and we have other things in our life that are also adding to that um stress or maybe not stress has such a negative connotation behind it but like more of just a workload and so it's funny because it's like i still enjoy it even though the amount of excess that it involves in my life and the amount of money I've spent. And like, you know, it's like, I don't even think of it in that regard. Cause like, I think of them. I, think it, of I mean, we know it's work and we're like, there's roadblocks that we've had to like, all right, how are we, this is in the way we got to figure this out so we can do this or we got to figure this out. So we're good for the long run, but like, it doesn't feel taxing because we're doing it together and we're like, you know, we have different skills and we can mm -hmm. like mesh them together. We're both learning different things and yes. like, it makes the workload more fun. Dude. It's like, it's like, like it, I, I like related to marching together. drum corps. Yeah. Like I literally related to that because it's like, we paid all this money to do drum corps and like, some days are really rough and we have a lot of shit on our plate other than just the task on hand. And so it's like, I, I literally relate it to like a flag block where we're next to each other, getting, getting each other through something that might not be as enjoyable as we want it to be. And it's kind of like, all right, checkpoint is up on count two. Let's just get to count two together. And like, we'll, we'll be fine. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking of like so many instances, but oh wait. 
Simple Quick gifts. Question. I will never forget simple gifts. I don't remember where the hell we were too. I just remember in the top left corner. You... I can remember the whole place too, but not the state we were in. We like, were I in can the tell you where the gazebo field. was. The, yes, like the gazebo over to the left, in like front <laughs> left of us. The actual field was behind us. We were on the practice field. The buses were to the right. The school was there to was the front. Fence, right. There was fences behind us. There was like that one bench of the really close to the fence that I remember sitting on. <laughs> if, what if state I saw we were a map. In? Couldn't tell you. Sorry to that city. The call of Illinois. They're all the call of Illinois in my head. So I am so sorry because I know we have listeners in Illinois. All right. So we've talked to people of like, you know, various groups and different coasts in Nick Rodriguez, which is an episode that isn't out yet. Nick Rodriguez said, we all have different stories. Like nobody's telling the same stories. And that's why, you know, these conversations are cool. But um, have any themes popped up to you or like stuff that you just find is recurring with the people um, that we've been talking to? The first one that comes to mind for me is all about doing it for the kids, which I think is a great theme for all of them to have because it just shows the selflessness of the people that we've been bringing on that maybe they weren't always like that, you know, like I would be lying if I said I was always like that, you know, like we all have those times when our ego gets in the way of the bigger picture. Like, you know, it's like, it's not about the metal. It's not about the jewelry you walk home with. It's about the experience that kids end up with at the end of the season that they want to relive those memories. They, they don't want the season to end, you know? All right. Like, I think I did the right thing here. Like, all right. They, they just want to spend time with each other. Like it doesn't, did it matter what the score was? Like half the time they don't even remember the score anyway. But that was like the main theme that I saw, like shine the brightest out of all of the interviews. I felt like that was so, so wholesome of the people that we were talking to. And I think that was really nice to hear that all these people that we are either either marched with, look up to, whatever it be, whatever walk of color guard they're in right now, that it was consistent. And I was like, okay, we're bringing the right kind of people on here. Yeah, Robert Jordan said, you know, I once I coached for you, it's not like you can never reach out to me again. Angie talked about it from being a team member to then being staff and how like leading with the experience for the kids and how the kids teach you and you get to see different sides of the kids that you didn't, that you couldn't appreciate when you were also their captain or their like team member. And then Rob, like just, you know, Rob got us. Guardian angel comment. Yeah. Man, that's, it gives me chills, you know? Cause like. And Michi's um, talked about it when um, being the leader of relentless, you know, nobody cares about all the scars that you're carrying. Like you just, you're here to provide a space for the kids. You're not here to burden them with your, your grief and all the hurdles you have to jump to get, you know, your own independent world and open guard out to the rehearsal spot. So like, it's that selfishness or selflessness that um, is, has been some of like the truths for these people. Like all these people are, top of the activity or, or um yeah i mean i would call them top of the activity uh, and they all have these universal realizations it wasn't given to them in a packet by the chief judge of wgi like do it for the kids rule number one it's just like what they've learned through their experiences that's interesting like top of the activity i think that's such a subjective comment top of the act that like really made me think because 
top of the activity could mean like in your own local space. Cause I think about like when I was in high school, for example, I didn't understand the grand scheme of color guard. I didn't understand oh, yeah. how far color guard spanned to. And like that color guard happened internationally. Like my heroes in color guard were the seniors from my high school. And then <laughs> I went to, then we would go to shows and be like these independent world-class members of just the Northeast, you know, someone from there that I would catch my eye and they were top of the activity for me. And then, all right, then we went to WGI and then I found different top of the activity people, you know, like the top just kept getting higher. It's interesting. And that was just like in the performance aspect. So it's, I think it's so interesting um, to like great people at the top, you know, cause it's like, it's all like subjective based on who you see. That makes sense. And, and I, I where, don't know if that's like, like totally rambly, but like, you know. A little like, bit, but that's okay. Um, I think it also like, like, like you said, like who you see and what you, th- what you aspire to be. Like, you know, if you're a high schooler or still, mar- like if you're still marching this in this activity, like top of the activity is the diva on your team. Top of the activity is like the divas on the other team, um, the soloists, but then like, when, when we are thinking about like doing this for the kids, like top of the activity means something different. It means like who's providing a safe venue um, that also exactly. is like succeeding. Um, or even if it's not succeeding, who's providing like the community. That's another theme in this conversation. Like community is so hard to build. And I'm not saying that just in the color guard sense, I'm saying that like any group of people to commit to something and to like bring their best selves and to be selfless about bringing their best selves so that it's like for the collective good and not just, you know, for anybody's own egos or like, I say that to say that the, you know, the color guard community is being cultivated everywhere. It doesn't just happen at the WGI shows or the circuit shows. Um, and like, as we know now, because those things aren't happening, the like color guard corner <laughs> is like the community, um, these Instagram pages, um, all the people that are like leading with, um, who said it? Somebody said that, um, it was Hector's conversation where people are giving themselves up to provide this community. Um, that is so important. And if you are providing that, you are top of this activity. Like, I think that people put the top of the activity with um, the top talent. You're a box five spinner, but are you a box five person? And I think that we've been bringing on like people that are both. And you know, we're bringing box five people on to talk about box five Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) And I think that's great. I think it's, um, I've been so happy with everybody we've had on and we've never left a phone call and we're like, you know. Like maybe we'll cut this interview. (laughs) Yeah. We bring good people on and people that like who, um, even if you don't know them for their like spinning abilities, like they've made an impact because of what they bring to this community. And that's what we try to elevate and reinforce um, people that do that for others and do that for the future of this activity. When we talk about like, you know, the future of this activity and um, why we do this and we do this for the community, I think we would be missing an opportunity if we didn't say something directly to people in high school, people who are impacted or first joining this community um, through their school programs. I don't even know where to start because there's, there is so much. And I, I like, I mostly, I feel sorry for all of y'all. Like I think of when I was in school and how I, I didn't join band to join band. I joined 
banned because they stayed there the latest. I was in the art club. I was in like in middle school. I did every single club that I could to not go home. Once I did feel like banned in my life and I saw that like, oh, there's also this after school component of it too. Like I didn't really know like what marching band was. I And when we were rehearsing for my first ever marching band season, um, like the pit was always in the pit room and the snares were always off doing their thing. And then the guard wasn't even rehearsing because we were in the band room. They were rehearsing somewhere outside. So I thought it was just a bunch of different after school activities and I was just doing the band portion. And then it all came together. Well, the drum line and um, the guard came together with the band and I was like, oh, there's all this stuff too. And then the pit eventually joined us and I was like, oh, okay, this is the whole scope of it. And I like, like you said, I wasn't even aware. I was just playing tuba and I just didn't want to go home. And you know, like I, this was my escape from all the other bullshit that happened at home. And if I was a senior living in my like crowded house and I had like my season end early, not have my graduation. And then like, I remember just being on a high from like the last half of the year graduating and then going straight to the cadets like and how happy I felt at that moment to just like be leaving all of like what was my home life to like just again not be at home was my biggest motivating factor in doing all of this and pursuing all these different things um so I feel sorry for you guys like if you don't if you feel like this has all been taken away from you like your season your graduating year I just feel bad that like there's so many people now that will never be in this activity because like next year, who, who knows that same person that was bringing them into the activity might not be a part of it. Maybe it was a senior, maybe, you know, like, I think, um, I think that's what I most, um, I guess, I guess, uh, especially when you think of like how disappointed for, you know, yeah, schools, like the recruiting aspect is like so shitty. Cause like, I, I was just thinking about the conversation with one of the band directors that I had yes, um, yesterday. And she's like, you know, I'm paying you for this work. Um, I'm really happy with what I'm getting. Um, and I don't know how we're going to perform this because obviously the summer schedule is like dumped. And when we do get back to real life, we're not just picking up our old calendar of events. There's going to be like more precautions. But she just said that like her kids, like they just feel so sad and how, um, you know, they're missing out on their community right now. Just their the kids that they see in class, even if they're not guard related or band related. And, you know, she's trying to use, you know, the choreography that I'm sending with them um, because I'm working with the band as well, doing like body stuff. And then with the guard, I'm doing their own thing. And she's like trying to use this all as like a virtual way of getting them to like forget about what their day is like right now, especially because like kids don't know how to manage a schedule and we're giving them like an online schedule of like work to do instead of like a teacher that like is in their classroom helping them through the assignment or at least yeah, like being for that there a certain like, span of time like yeah now like kids are at home with all these distractions and um you know it's not how their education experience should be going mm-hmm. and it's all like you know we're picking up the pieces of what like education is going to look like at home and it's never going to be as good like we don't want we don't want this to be the future like kids need to get back to school and see their mm-hmm. people um but as while like while we're doing this like now like I feel bad for these kids and I know a lot of them might feel angry and you're, you're, you're good to feel angry. Like you should absolutely feel mad that like when you learn, when you learn about how preventable all of this was um, and it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stresses that you're feeling right now. And I want to like talk about like how those stresses affect these kids and how, um, you know, for the last crisis that we lived through, like the financial crisis in 2008, um, there was a study that said for every 1% rise in unemployment came a 1.6 rise in suicide and um, depression. 
and that like we are now facing something that is at a scale much bigger um, than all of that where you know 28 million people unemployed as of this morning it's ex expected to reach 35 million by the you know if you are a high school kid out there and you are feeling sad and angry feel those things and like let it be known that you're feeling them and be in those feelings so don't, don't let anybody tell you that you're not right to be feeling about this or that adults have this un under control because they don't <laughs> um and we used to joke around about not we you and i but like there was a joke before about like damn, that last financial crisis, I had parents taking care of me. And now if there was to be another crisis, what, like, who knows how that would go? We're adults now. We have to look after, like, our own selves. Um, and lucky enough to say that, I've been very, very fortunate this break. Um, praise be. <laughs> um, but, like, I know, like, if you're a high school kid, it might not be, that might not be the same case. So, um, in a weird spot, because, like, they could be going, like, it if they're like graduating seniors that's a really weird spot because it's like were you planning to like pick up and say peace out parents or like it's total change of plans now yeah and like while i do say be angry be sad be all those things take account of how you're feeling write it down somewhere nobody's got to see it just have it for you and yourself and for future you um and then like don't just be angry don't just be sad um do it for as long as that feels useful for you and then find the communities that do help you feel more in whole and more um more together and just not you know what is normalcy right now you can't find a sense of normalcy but you can find people that are like-minded and help you get your mind off of like all the craziness and i wouldn't worry too much about the news day to day we just we know we're in a pandemic and we know that shit is serious so just like um find the communities like i know like while i do have the you know, the privilege of being like able-bodied and having some sense of income right now. You know, these out these communities are another outlet on that pressure valve of like stress and anxiety and depression and like just the whole like influx of, or just the flux of day-to-day -day life, like add stresses that you need to be able to find release within a community and you're never gonna find it on your own um, by yourself. Um, so whether your community happens to be a community of poems um, and people's thoughts that way and writing poems to yourself, like, yeah, I just wanna take a moment to stress, like your feelings are valid, feel them for as long as they feel helpful and then find your community to like express or to release some of the stress. Yeah, like this time too is your best time to turn to art and turn to, to nature, turn, turn to things that um, make you feel alive. Um, because as Pedro was saying, but feel angry, like have those feelings, but have an outlet too, you know, like go listen to music, go listen to like whatever, do something, go on a walk, make something, create something, like do something different, learn something new. Um, because you want us to like stimulate your brain and like just let those feelings come through. I think art is always the best way to go, honestly. Whether it be like, like you literally scribble on a piece of paper. Like we did in one of my classes um, this past semester, we had to, it was all about lines. And so we had to take a pen or a pencil, whatever we were writing with. And our professor would say an emotion, joy and you wouldn't lift your pen from the paper and you would just draw what you feel joy looks like as a one continuous line all over the paper. And then another one was like loneliness. 
and sorrow and anger. And so all of these different emotions, we got to take a pen and just go at it. And so it, it was a really nice release of things. And it was just, it was really interesting too, to see what your brain associates with an emotion when it just comes to like literal scribbles on a paper. Like you don't need to be an artist to do this. You know, it's like you can literally take a, p a pen to a piece of paper and all right, I'm fucking angry. Like, let me just like literally scribble it out. I've, I've done it a couple times where I just try that out into whatever like I'm feeling for the day. And it's really interesting results. And if you if you're into like keeping track of that, you just write what you're like, write a little like a sentence of a word of how you're feeling. And it's, it's interesting to see what your brain does on, I guess, when you're feeling different things. Back to speaking of the high school or students. I do want to give just like one last shout out or, you know, we've been talking to kids, but like all the people who have children in their lives that have been stepping up to fill in this gap that we have right now in education. Um, all, the, all the mothers that are doing science experiments with their kids in their kitchens with baking soda and vinegar and talking about like, you know, chemical reactions or helping kids through math. Like you didn't sign up for this. You know, you, you are already doing so much by providing a home, food, love, shelter. And now you're also these people's teachers and um, their assistants and their time management, like uh, coaches, like, you know, shout out to all of you doing doing that work because it's um it's necessary especially with the pandemic and then something that like really stuck with me recently the saying or it was by eve elwig she said some of the most important education is what you learn on your own the first thing i thought of obviously was color guard and how like i wasn't on the team i like was in my backyard figuring this figuring out this thing out on a broom um, and then eventually got a saber and then eventually got a flag and was like absolute backyard technique until like I had people in my life to teach me and you know there was something about like figuring it out on my own that was so like appealing to me and like gave me some ownership over it and even when I like graduated high school before I went back to college like my education after high school was so different because most of that I was going into school to study what I was already interested in and was already learning on my own outside of school. Yeah, just like that ownership over learning something because you want to learn it makes it more impactful. So, you know, what you're getting right now in school, I'm not saying is busy work, but oftentimes it is. Um, it's, or it's just metrics that just, you know, test whether or not you memorized and can regurgitate information. Also makes your education feel kind of empty when you understand that. So find things that you want to learn on your own and that you want to have ownership of. Like one last thing that like has been on my mind about school is that, you know, there's budget shortfalls everywhere because the economy is not moving because we all have to shelter in place. There's going to be so many calls now to divest in education and to like make up for these shortfalls by cutting essential things like education and after school programs and stuff like that. And we um, obviously we can't do anything about that right now through this podcast, but I just want to make sure just want to like at least highlight that, that like I hope people are aware of what's going on in their communities, in their own school districts, and then nationally as well when it comes to privatizing our education, cutting off funding to states for um, for education and for like just be on the lookout because it's gonna come it's already coming um and every time that there is any sort of like economic shrink there's always going to be a call to cut these services um and we we 
you know, there's but enough money to fund these services. It's always the arts that gets cut first. The and arts, that's the thing that the people turn to when healthcare. shit hits the fan. Yeah, so I just, I just want everybody to like, use this time to tune in to like what's happening um, at their local school districts. And, you know, as hard as we fight for our kids in these programs, whether you are the band director or the band parent um, or just fans, like I hope we can all come together and fight these budget cuts that are coming to our education system because of this COVID pandemic. I always send a little apology when people are like, yo, I heard you got a podcast, send it to me. I'm like, here you go. I'm sorry, it's pretty long. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's been awesome. We knew what stories we wanted to highlight and we knew which stories like we, we wanted to tell and we just gave them to you in their entirety. And like when we were first talking about the show, we were talking about like different segments that we wanted to have. And like we had like a general idea of what these segments would look like, but we weren't really sure like, of everything yet like so we didn't want to lead with that yet so we just knew there's some awesome stories to tell let's just go ahead and tell those stories but here we go time to announce these segments This is the struggle bus ticket check. Everybody get your fare out, get your, if you didn't buy a ticket and you try to sneak in on this bus, we see you. Okay, you better have that fare ready or we're throwing you off the bus. You're not gonna be on the team, okay? Yeah. Again, what is worse than being on the struggle bus? Getting left behind, so make sure you're here for button seats. We're gonna go through and check everybody's fare. You know, like when, when you get checked on the train and they like just clip it, there's no limit for how many times you can get it checked. <laughs> There's always money in the budget for the struggle bus ticket, okay? Uh, you gotta go put, everybody's gotta pay their fare because you're not gonna be box five without mm -hmm. paying your fare. <laughs> Ain't no discount bus. here. You can't get no frequent buyer card. <laughs> it's not buy, you know, buy Monday through Friday, get the weekend free. Uh-uh, you gotta put in the work when you're on the struggle bus. Hot Hong bus Kong Express. bitches! <laughs> so um, let's, let's take a peek. Let's see who's on the struggle bus today. Montana, who do you see on the struggle bus? I don't know if I've been riding for a while, um, but I think I might have hopped on <laughs> this this past two days. Um, so oh, so you you brought your fare today? Give me your money. I did dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're yeah, on the struggle so bus. I think um, my struggle bus has been my struggle bus um, appetite. I went on Instacart one morning. <laughs> I should not. It's like going to the supermarket when you're hungry. Instacart, same shit, except you don't have to leave your the comfort of your own house. And you don't even have to interact with anybody because they drop that shit off at your front door. So I had ordered uh, some bagel bites this week. And <laughs> the bagel bites that I had, so... I had originally in my cart was the 18 pack, you know, two like solid nine, nine bite meals. Um, but <laughs> they were out of that one and I got the 41. They like replaced, they have like replacement options on Instacart. And so I got the replacement of the 40 option and I may or may not have finished it within the course of 24 hours. But you know, that's why we, 
we probably hopping off the struggle bus today because um, I ran out of pepperoni bagel bites, but <laughs> I think I rode for two days this week. A and quarantine appetite. Quarantine <laughs> the quarantine appetite. munchies are on the struggle bus today is what I'm hearing. Mm, yeah. Like I looked at the calories afterwards. I said, Oh, nobody needs to look at that. There's no such thing as yeah, calories and there's no such just thing forget, as time. Forget how to read for that millisecond. Just be illiterate. <laughs> for like that quick moment, like when you look at the box and then all your sense of knowing how to reading, how to read comes back. What about um, you, Pedro? I didn't come prepared with something on the struggle bus, but now that I'm looking at my That's, phone, I know that, that is him on the struggle bus. Not well, prepared. you know, unprepared. That motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker coming on the struggle bus unprepared. <laughs> I do good under pressure, and you know Might what? as well I, have left your ass behind. Hey, 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 I always <laughs> deliver. I always deliver. But no, like, looking at my phone, I just got this um, unpleasant notification, and I think what I'm going to nominate for the struggle bus is the people creeping through their phone contact list, okay? There's no reason why this person should be hitting me up right now. Quarantine. <laughs> yeah, it's been two months. Like, I, no, 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 no. <laughs> This man has not been in my phone since, let's see, actually. Bum, bum, bum. February. February of last year. I was like, it's wait been a second. over a year. I'm like, February. I'm like, that ain't that long. But I was like, uh-uh. wait. Yeah, no. So um, struggle bus is for thirsty thoughts being irrelevant on other people's phones, okay? So that's my struggle bus. That's who I see on the struggle bus. Irrelevant text convos. Yeah. They, they, can stay, they, they got a perma seat. They have a driver. <laughs> They, they drive no, no, the no. I actually don't want, while. I'm driving the bus, okay? So I don't want them right behind me. I want them a couple rows back. <laughs> way, way back there. But I'm next to the bathroom that people actually use, you know? I like to think our bus is well-maintained, but you know, you can't, you can't always help with the amount of people we ride in through. We got a lot of, we got a lot of strugglers on there, so. <laughs> a lot of transients. All right, well, you know what? Like, I think we should offer these people some tips on how to, you know, extend their stay outside of the struggle bus do you got any tips for your for your quarantine appetite maybe just not order every day off of instacart well yes that i don't know if i have any advice because i'm kind of just getting over this um the struggle um and i'm not really sure if i'm really over you haven't it. grown from it yet okay we're keeping our, our eyes on quarantine <laughs> quarantine yeah, appetite. like okay. i feel like i'm one foot off the bus one foot on they're like That's we scary. gotta go like we gotta go like get off so, like you're ready to like push me off but like my foot is still like foot got caught to one of the grips and it's pulling me back okay we'll check in and see if in the next uh in the next roll call struggle bus ticket check um if it's still on here. Steve, I'm still on. I don't got no tips for these people just blowing up other people randomly throughout quarantine other than do better. Okay. Like, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Ew. Ew. Ew, David. Ew, David. <laughs> um, just, yeah, don't, just don't. <laughs> you know, there's a virus going around and there's a lot of other viruses going around. Okay. It's, it's quarantine. We don't need them. We, we're... So- they don't got pills for this virus yet. Oh my god, we don't have pills for this. Ew, David. We should have. We should do one where it's like, ew, Debbie. Ew, full dip. Ew, over dip. <laughs> Why you gotta call me out like that? Ew, Jakey, really serious. You so, you so West Coast now. You don't even do a full dip. Quarter dip, shoulder, shoulder. Shoulder, shoulder. All right, so I think the um, the struggle bus is ready to go. Everybody, everybody sit down, buckle your seats. It's a long ride on the struggle bus. Okay, so 
what else do we got for the people? What else are we throwing into these shows? Well, we highlighted some low moments of our week. I think, you know, it's always good to end on a high. We have some box five highlights of the week. This is our montage segment. We want to highlight some of the things that we do think are box five. Oh my God, I remembered another struggle bus moment from this week. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I broke my French press, but um, I replaced it the same day. So I can't really say that it lasted too long. I was just really upset. And Target has um, contactless pickup. I just pop my trunk. I show them my little barcode. They put it in my trunk. They close my trunk. Done. Okay. Oh, that's actually your, yeah, that's a box five moment. Um, Everybody adapting to COVID. (laughs) Yes. So I guess I think, see, okay, I got on the struggle bus and then someone helped me right off. (laughs) They said, you don't belong here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, box five, everybody learning to adapt. And you know, that's my uh, box five moment this week too. Like we can tell that people are doing their part and people are really concerned for others. And you just see it from like the everydays. I can tell when people are smiling at me through their masks. Um, And shout out to all the grocery store workers who have been um, kind and um, personable and standing outside as we're waiting outside with them and just finding anything to chat about. Like, yeah, box five, thank you for all you do. Yeah, I think that's, really important right now is to have conversation not about what's happening right now like literally find any other topic to talk about and i think it's um it's nice to break away from that that talk just because like it we get it it's our lives we're wearing masks we're social distancing agreed so box five to that Yo, we are so excited about this next segment. Uh, <laughs> I just think of uh, all the times that like this has happened to us when we were marching and how it just like mm-hmm. changed the course of the day and gave us a much needed like water break or, you know, break to the sealed faces that are awesome. So this next segment, <laughs> alumni popsicles. <laughs> We're not going to be able to see anybody come through this year. See, the last time I visited the cadets, I brought popsicles. Oh my gosh. You're like you know. the CBCCG angel. Like, you know. <laughs> Whenever we were on the floor and we just saw like alumni that like we never knew before, but they came by just to say hi, watch us rehearse for a little bit, um, and give in some popsicles. And what's the whole point of this? Alum- why do alumni even come back? <laughs> um, Obviously we love the activity, so that's why we come back and we want to give to the kids. Um, We're looking to find ways to give back to people. We've been pretty proud of our friends and the people over at the Breakdown Camp. Um, I'm sure you've seen their stuff. Uh, Angie's taught with them, Robert Jordan's taught with them what to do, but there's some Michael Rosales classes on there. Um, You were on a Breakdown Camp class, you want to talk about it? Yeah, um, I went on uh, the Zoom call with Casey Thompson and Laura Gasper. Laura Gasper. And so all the great things that they have done, and they're both like legends in this activity, at least in my opinion, they definitely are like Agreed. badass female legend that like when I when I think of people 
who I want to be like and I want to emulate, it's those two. Um, this class was really awesome because it was for the techs and what they've seen success in as being. Um, and I thought they, they put a really good light on techs. It's the most important job of the entire thing, I believe. I think techs usually get the short end of the stick, but they put like such a bright beaming light on text and how important they are. And I, I had like eight pages of notes. I didn't even like really even dissect them yet. Like, but I'm, I'm doing a class. I have two more classes next, next week. I signed up for on the 26th of this month, Wayne Harris for an acting class. The little like blurb, it says exploring performance and finding purpose through acting good for all performers. And then I also signed up for the next day, Andy Toth. Um, his is marrying visual ideas to music. Andy talks about the idea and Im importance of creating focus and knowing how to accentuate these moments also creating variety in your visual program. I'm really excited for, especially Wayne Harris, because he worked with Paramount last winter. I worked with Paramount Open uh, for a weekend and he was there and they were just like, they were talking so highly of his approach to things and how it was very different from anything that they've done like on their own. So here with Alumni Popsicles, what we're trying to do is sponsor uh, classes for our listeners for the Breakdown Camp. We are going to be monitoring, like how we always do, you know, our uh, social media engagements. And what we're asking people to do is to share a snippet of the show, any show that we have, um, either a screenshot or like a, a recording of a segment of the show that you stuck with you or whatever. Post them onto your story on social media and tag a friend. So yeah, share a snippet of the show onto your so, uh, social media stories, tag a friend, and then tag us so we can see um, what you what you shared. And we'll take that as an entry for you and your friend. And we're trying to um, sponsor a pair, a couple pairs of friends um, to take these breakdown classes, camp, breakdown camp classes. This episode is going to drop Monday the 18th. So you'll have until Saturday the 23rd um, to submit your entry for this uh, Breakdown Camp class giveaway. So the last week of May is when we're looking at sponsoring these classes. A couple of the classes that are going on that week, the 25th to the 29th, there's Katie Toll, good friend. Uh, she is teaching a dance master class for designed for the color guard performer on the 25th, 26th, like Montana was just talking about, Wayne Harris, the acting class, uh, the 20, 27th, Andy Toth, marrying visual ideas to music. Then the 28th, there's a double hitter with Robert Jordan, beginner saber and intermediate advanced saber afterwards. And then the 29th, the last day of the month for the breakdown camp, uh, Michael Rosales, all age dance party. It's a prom theme, so come dressed up. Uh, all levels are encouraged to get up and just dance. Michael will lead you through a warm up stretch and work on some fun grooves. So yeah, well, there's um, a couple of classes to choose this next week. Um, we hope to see some engagement so we can, you know, just shell out some of our money for you guys, you know? The main thing is that we're just trying to give back and I think um, these breakdown classes, how we were talking about before, are just a really great resource, but they're not the only resource um, out there right now. Other than the breakdown camp, there have been a lot of um, like really great people putting out some really great free resources. But yeah, so we have the breakdown camp, we have 
Hector's classes. We have Robert Jordan's lessons. We Brian also have, Kuhn just mm-hmm. announced that he's also doing lessons as well. Yeah, but then you also have the Try It With Pride. Try It With Pride is really cool because um, they break down like one skill for you in like a 30 second window. It's really fast. It doesn't, it's not like an enormous amount of information, but they give you all the mechanics to do. Um, I think one of them, I was watching one of the dance ones, that allusion into the one-handed cartwheel um, that they did in the 2019 show. Um, really cool moment. Like I know WGI had um, like did a spotlight uh, video for them of just that moment. It was so cool. It was like, it was like six or seven of them doing an illusion into a one-handed cartwheel. If you haven't seen it, you are missing out. So good. And then that was also an amazing show too. uh, Every, everything about that show was just brilliant. I was like, this is. uh, Yeah. Agreed. Um, There's yeah. Be on the lookout for people putting themselves out there and uh, giving these lessons like this online. It's really awesome. And to give Portland some love, there's this awesome dance studio out here. Montana's been with me. Um, we've taken the house class together. It's been great. Um, it's, they're at on Instagram. It's called Steps PDX, S-T-E-P-S-P-D-X. Um, and they have classes every day of the week. Um, and they keep them up on their live as well so you can follow through like today is friday there's going to be ballet at noon starting in eight minutes um and they have a zoom account that they post for free and you can uh you can attend through zoom or you can just attend through uh, instagram instagram live and have you know if you have the space to dance then this is an awesome awesome resource for you so yeah we just wanted to highlight a couple of people there one last thing that we wanted to just give as an opportunity for people is uh, graduation announcements. Graduation announcements, this is for high school, college, or really anybody hitting a major milestone right now. Um, We wanna give you the chance to shout yourself out. So feel free to send us an email, type your name, graduation announcement in the- um, Subject. We can shout out some of our friends that have been doing some big things. Like we'll shout out Sarah Sinchcomb just finished her first year grad school. Andres Garcia, he got a, he posted his GPA too. He had a 4.0 his first year grad school. So like that is like, this shit is hard right now. Like we want to give you a pat on the back and a shout out because you deserve it. So if you feel like you deserve a shout out and you've worked really hard this year, send us an email, let us know what you, what milestone you hit, what you're looking forward to, what your next plans are. And we'll dedicate an episode uh, reading all of these off. So we hope to get a lot of feedback with that, especially, you know, there's so many, so many of you seniors have like amazing stories um, of just like hardship and stuff that you've been working for, uh, working towards, especially towards the last half of the year. So give yourself, a moment now to just you know just revel in it for a second and that's basically all we got you know we just wanted to check in with everybody today um just give a little bit of love to the people that have been loving us and i wanted to read off some of the nice comments that we've received we're gonna do a nice formal post of this on the instagram um but you know i think a couple of these really deserve to be read because they made us feel really, really happy. So one of them was, I'm just about to start episode three, exclamation point. I love that I feel like I'm in the room with y'all when I listen to it. 
There's such a certain lingo with color guard and drum corps, and even without really being able to be a part of the community the past few years because of school, it's, easy, it's, it's just something that's so easy to jump into and so easily relatable. So thank all caps you for putting it out there. Oh, it was short but sweet. Such an inspiring thing for the marching arts. I am just really grateful for the people that are listening. And with that, do you want to tell the people where they can find Um, All right. Where can you find us? Anchor. Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Every time I say it, it doesn't feel real. Breaker. Google Podcasts. Overcast. Pocket Cast. Radio Public. Or Spotify. At least that's where you can listen to us. And obviously, if you're listening to this already, you've already found us on one of these. But just in case you prefer something different, um, on other social media, we have the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. Um, They are all B 5 And then you have our email, which is SciTieBox5 at gmail.com. Feel free to leave us a message or just... And then your graduation announcement. Yes. If you got um, a struggle bus moment of the week that you feel like needs to be on the roll call, send it in. Also, make sure you're sharing your, the show if you're listening to it, because, like, it, I, I like, I'm not great with words when it comes to expressing my feelings about when things make me feel good, but it's, it's really nice to just know that we're, other people are in this with us. And while you're sharing it, go ahead and tag your friend and let us know which breakdown camp class you want to be on, you want to attend. Hell yeah. We got you. All right. And with that, Sci-Tai B5, we out. Sci-Tai B5, we out. Bye.